I look in through the dugout. I go, come on, kid, let's go. And he went like this. He pointed one finger, call me one in Spanish. Call me one and you win a World Series. You watch. All the sun, look, papers out there, it's called one run. And he keep told me, say, you'll be the first Venezuelan win the World Series and you know who's gonna be in the mound, me. And I know gonna let you down. That's Ozzy Guillen talking about Freddie Garcia. And if there's one White Sox player from the 2005 World Series championship team who has been flying under the radar all these years for being a hero, for being a legend on that team, it's Freddie. And we're going to talk about him on this edition of the White Sox Talk podcast brought to you by Wintrust. Hey, everybody, it's Chuck Garfine. And with the White Sox playing in Houston this weekend, I figured this was a great time to talk about what Freddie meant on the field, off the field, in the dugout, during the World Series, and with stories from Ozzy that either A, you've never heard, or B, have never been told. And there are some doozies in here. So it is Ozzy Guillen talking about Freddie Garcia and why he is a legend. It's coming your way. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Wintrust, we know true fans show their team pride every chance they get. With White Sox checking, you'll score a Sox debit card. Plus, you'll get a special offer when you open online today at Wintrust.com slash Talk. $100 required to open. Member FDIC. White Sox! White Sox! Go! Go! White Sox! That ball hit deep way back! Deep to the Holy cow! Carlton Fisk has put the White Sox ahead! Jimenez leaves the ballpark! You can put it on the board! Yes! We got a chance to do something real special. All right, sit back, relax, and strap it down. It's time for the White Sox Talk Podcast. All right, Ozzy, since the White Sox are playing in Houston, it brings me back to the 05 World Series. And there are so many stories that have been told about 05. I think a guy who is just under the radar and has not been talked about enough is Freddie Garcia what he did, what he meant to your rotation, and what he did in the playoffs. Would you agree that he's kind of, everyone talks about Burley and Contreras and uh, what El Duque did in Boston, but there was also Freddie. Well, Freddie, I think Freddie was the guy they respect the most in that rotation. Mm-hmm. Their own teammate respect him the most because he's a, Freddie Garcia have a great career with Seattle, the sun come out. Freddie Garcia is the one go there and say, you know what, we got to go. And it's like, a, if we go, we got to go together. With the five-man rotation out there, I think he was the leader of that rotation. A lot of people think the leader was Mark Burley. The leader in that rotation was Freddie Garcia. They respect him. They look up to him. And uh, I, I think it's, uh, it's unfair not talk about Freddie because that man is the one who was the heart 
on that rotation. He was the heart of the rotation. Yes, a lot That's of people talk about, but you know, we got yeah. that rotation. Wow, I was a privilege to have a rotation. They get the innings, they got to get the fight all the way through it. But I think they teasing each other, they they feed each other's joke and stuff, and I think that's why, because Freddie's like one get along with the Latinos and the American people. They was he got between the line between Contrera, uh, Burley, Garland. They was Freddie was in the middle of those guys, and I think that's the reason those guys performed the way they did. So different game back then, but in 33 starts, he gave you six innings or more in 30 of them. Well, you know, you, what you can ask. Yeah. What, what really you can ask when the guys do that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes did it without half stuff. Sometimes just battle and battle and battle to go through, especially here in Chicago. I remember he had a lot of problems throwing Chicago. Couldn't find a play, you know, you know having success here. In the road, Freddie had a better stuff than was in Chicago. And I think that's, uh, what, what, you know, when you, can fi- when you fight and you know how to punch, to 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 go to the to the third round for yeah. a fit, I think Freddie did a lot of time with a hard punch, uh, compete in that the competition. That's the reason they make he make his teammates and those five guys in the starting rotation more respect. Yeah, I was gonna look it up to see how he did at home versus road, but I do vividly remember watching him at home and going, man, he doesn't have his stuff. Doesn't have his stuff again. Doesn't have his stuff again. And then. It's the sixth or seventh inning. And he's still there. And he's still out there. He's giving up like two runs. It's, it's funny because you can see when Fred knew how this stuff, he walk around the mound, he wiping his head, he looking at his glove, he just taking a, a deep breath, you know. But he's, he's, he's trying to find out. But when you know how this stuff, do not go to hit what you want. You got to hit what I throw. Yeah. And that's when he was his biggest weapon. I said, listen, when I have this stuff, okay, fastball, hopefully you get him. A, no. I'm behind the count. That's what I'm going to tell you. I'm the pitcher. And Freddie was very smart on the mound. All right. So in 2005, your starting pitchers gave the White Sox the most innings of any team in Major League Baseball, 1,074 innings. They averaged 6.6 innings a start. This year, the White Sox are averaging under five. They're near the bottom of the majors which has put Tony La Russa in some compromising positions as a manager going to the bullpen so much. How big of a, a luxury was it for you that you could just basically send out your starter and then, all right, Cots, uh, Polite, Jenks, and we're going to get the win? Uh, by the way, that was a bless. I, I don't think too many managers had the, the opportunity to deal with those great situations. Mm-hmm. But you create that. You create that. I don't know. Nowadays, you throw five innings. People are like, oh, my God, what a game. Six innings, you a superstar. Seven, seven innings, they might, got, they might scratch you next start because you preach seven innings mm-hmm. or throw 102 pitches. Those guys compete against each other. They want to go out. I never – you can see that IL, IL, before it was DL, now it's yeah, IL. Yeah. With the pitching style, I never had one. Never had one with, with my starters. And that's why I think people say, oh, he's over-abusing or he's over. No, they, I never have any problem. Now, nowadays, guys throw six, seven innings, all of a sudden, seven start, something's wrong with his body, something's wrong with I think I, I cannot say it's, it's our fault because I'm not in baseball. I now go to the minor league system. I'm, not, I'm very far away from the game. But I say, okay, we create that monster. We create that monster. Before you say, yeah, I remember watching Jack McDowell throwing. And you can, I don't care what Jamal Dow did. 
Jamal Dow, he was pitching this era, he might pitch another, he pitched 20 years. Why? Because uh, you pick fine and singing. Jamal Dow was there all day, 200 pitches a day. And he said he feel better after he throw, after he throw 110 pitches. But he said he felt better. That's what he say. I, okay. I, I don't believe him. I do, don't. <laughs> okay. But he say, but that's the way they raise those guys. Yeah. From college to the minor league system to now, to them now is a, is, is a different scenario. And now there's more injuries, so doesn't make much sense to me. Maybe because everyone's throwing harder and harder and harder. But I want to get to the ALCS, and I'm not sure how many people know this. Obviously, what people know is, okay, four straight complete games in the ALCS against the Angels. In game four, Freddie had pitched eight innings after two of the guys beforehand had already, I think it was Burley and Garland, had gone the distance. He wanted to stay in the game after eight innings, right? What was the story in the dugout, behind the scenes, against the Angels, and your decision to let him stay out there? I, well, when you manage it, you don't think about records. You don't. For, at least myself, I don't. My pitching coach, yes. He wouldn't be named, but, you know I me. Mean? Obviously, that's a great compliment, you know what yeah. I mean? But I remember Freddie was in the inning, and uh, I have Neil Cutts ready for Anderson. And Anderson killed Freddie. Garrett Anderson. Gary Anderson. And I went to the mound. And you never ask any pitcher how you feel. Never. Because you know what they're going to say. I'm great. Let me have another one. You see in the dugout, you regret. Don't take him out. And uh, I remember that from Ozzy Virgil. Say when you ever manage, I was like 17 years old when he told me that. When you ever manage it, don't let the play the, the pitcher convince you it's fine. Because if something goes wrong, you can't sleep. But you take him out and something goes wrong to say that was the decision, I thought it was the best decision. Then I always that stick up in my mind a lot. Then I went down there and Freddie looked at me like, can I curse here? No, I cannot curse. Then <laughs> you can kind of curse. Really? Uh, well, yeah, we he, can beep it out. I walk through the mound and he first before I open my mouth, I said, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> what? I'm the manager. You would face this guy and kill you. Say, "No, no, I want to have it. I want. Let me have it. Let me go. Let me go through it." For some reason, maybe baseball God told me go. Let him go. Because nobody changed my mind. I don't care. When I go down, I take you out. I don't care if you like it or not. I let Freddie go. And that was the most sweating moment I have in my managing career. Like, why you let this thing happen? Why convince you? Because he's your friend? Because he got enough? All the song he threw a split finger fastball. I think he hit a ground ball to second base. Yeah. And I feel so relaxed. I said, like, oh, go out. Next inning, I go to Freddie. Yeah. You know, Cooper went out and told Freddie. Freddie said, I'm fine. Then I go to Freddie and say, you're fine. You're dying. I got my closer back ready to go. And Freddie Garcia, for some reason, told me, go hitter by hitter. Then another thing said, well, Freddie, they call him Big Game Freddie for a reason. Yes. The team called him Big Game Freddie. And all of a sudden, I let him go. Pitch that inning. Yep. Throw the shutout. No runs. It wasn't a shutout. Oh, no are, you, are you talking game four? Are you talking, are you talking, are you talking the World Series? Are you talking? No, uh, no. I'm talking ALCS. And, uh, NLCS. Okay. Game's over. Big deal. Yeah. White Sox, four guys, throw a complete game, whatever. I don't even know about this. I yeah. don't. My wife see it with me in the, in the dugout. I'm going to talk to the media and they say, how you feel? You got this, this, this. And I was very ignorant about, about the situation. I say, 
what? That happened today? I said, yes. Oh, good. I don't have any excuses. I said, good. I said, you don't know? No. A lot of people second guess me saying when I say I don't know the situation. I don't. Mm -hmm. I wasn't aware. All of a sudden, I, I think the picture, uh, Dan Cooper sent me the picture with the, with the trophy and the four guys. Yes. Picture sending and everybody signing. Just to remind you for the rest of your life. Because I, I didn't went through my mind. Yeah. My coaching staff know. My pitching coach know. I don't know anything exactly what's happening that day. And Freddie told me, we in the bar. I say, kid, if you want to take me out there, I will kick your ass. That's what he said to you. Yes, in he the bar. We you said, kid. He always called me kid. Kid. He's always called me kid. What's up, kid? What's up, kid? We call each other kid. I said, he kid. Said he said he would have kicked your I ass. I said, I will kick your ass after the game. I said, why? <laughs> I, I said, are you really don't know exactly what's happening? I said, no. I said, my three teammates, and I know the one going to stay left out of this situation. And thank you very much. And I appreciate that. But uh, uh, they give me the opportunity to do it. I don't let you down. I said, yeah. If you let me down, I can kick you out because you're bigger than me. But I'll find a way to screw you somewhere and somehow. So I'm looking at the game. And in the eighth inning, he gave up a single to right field. Then ground out, fly ball, fly ball out. And then in the ninth, Freddie ground out. Then he gets a strikeout swing into Garrett Anderson. Yes. There it is, Garrett Anderson. Single to right by Darren Erstad and then uh, Casey Kochman with a ground out, and he got the complete game. So when you said shutout, I, for a second I was thinking about World Series because in game four, you guys win one to nothing. He's on the mound for game four. Now, what did he say to the guys? There's a story that's been kind of underground about uh, after they won the first two games – in Chicago, they're going to Houston. Didn't he say something on the bus? <laughs> no, no, okay, when you're in the bus going to different places, especially you're in the World Series, you had a day off, they got a drink. Yeah. They have a couple of drinks in the, in the, in the I don't know, no, I think they had the car. Then we in the plane, they had a couple of drinks. We in the bus, they had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Fr they no give, one's driving. No, they get in the, in the bus. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, in the bus, they always grab, grab the mic. And they start talking and bring the kids, the rookie guys, to sing, pump each other up. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, 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 that's pretty the privacy. Yes. I wasn't in that bus. Okay. I was in the first bus with the, uh, the coaches. The coaches and, and, and the radio and TV people and stuff. Then all of a sudden, Freddie come out, grab the mic, and say, hey, guys, big game tomorrow. I forgot we had the day off. We had to practice. Big game tomorrow. If you guys win tomorrow, pick the trophy. They're not going to beat me. It's over. Give you a ring size. He's talking crap. Everybody, <laughs> oh, Freddie, shut up. Go sleep. You're drunk. We go to practice the next day. Well, they win the night, third game. And everybody goes, okay, Freddie, you better pack it up. Freddie turned around, and Freddie completely forgot. What he say on the bus? I said, "What's wrong with these people?" <laughs> oh, that's a thing. Then, then the day go to pitch, uh, we in the restaurant, and Freddie asked for a bottle of wine. And I, I got a little. I said, "Bro, you go to drink a bottle of wine? Stay in your room. You don't want to see nobody." Yeah, because he's starting Game standing, Four tonight. Well, ten guy was there. No, right now, not yeah. right now. People, are like, hey, look at Freddie Garcia. Have a 
But it's always do that before the game. It is pasta, the pasta, and a bottle of wine. I move away from his table. I did. I left him with my kids, and I moved away from my table and sitting with a friend of mine from Venezuela. But I don't want to be the same table when Freddie was, I know, he's just drinking. Like, that was normal for him before the game, pasta and wine. Yeah. And no, I said, hey, look at Ozzy's drinking with, you know I mean? Yeah. They would put me like, oh, look, I can drink because I'm not playing. But mother son come out, and he warming up. And I always ask Scoop how, how we prepare ourselves, how what's going on. Freddie go, Scoop would say, just, he just told me in a way, he just go one run, and he will win. And it's like, Fred is so full of shit, come on. <laughs> then, you know, bullpens are, you know, we play extra inning the night before, whatever it was. Other song come out, and I'm looking through the dugout. I go, come on, kid, let's go. And he went like this. He point one finger, call me one in Spanish. It's call me one, and you win a World Series. You watch. Oh, the son, look, papers out there, it's called one run. And he keep telling me, say, you'll be the first Venezuelan win the World Series, and you know who's going to be in the mound? Me. And I know going to let you down before you are my manager or one of my best friends. And to me, to make you remember the rest of your life, who told you, who told you? He take a lot of credit for that. He said, who told you, just call me one run and into it. Oh, the son, game star. First Vader, get on base. Next inning, first guy, get on base. Third inning, he's dead, get on base every time. <laughs> Freddie got traffic all over the place. And he get it done, man. He, he's one pitch away, couple double play. Obviously, our defense was great. Yes. Our defense was one of the best things we have. Especially in that game. In our defense, you know, we turn a couple double plays. Uh, or even Gucci did a tremendous job. And I never suffered so much. Because those games, every game was by one wrong, I think, besides one. And you had to manage it the right way yes. to don't screw up. And I remember I got nervous. Not nervous. We all by three. Walking to the clubhouse, we three games up. And I screaming in the clubhouse, don't let those guys wake up. Don't let those dogs wake up. That dog will bite your ass. I don't let you go. Just right, kicking on the guts. Don't let him go. And, you know, I'm screaming at him. And I told I said, no, because you're comfortable now. That's it. It's over tonight. It had to be over tonight, guys. Don't wait for next day. Because you never know. Yeah. And to me, if we screw that, 3 nothing, then we lose. I don't know. I might be alcoholic. Because I, I could have, you know, I, did you end the World Series? I guarantee you, you win three games four games before in the season. Yeah. you four-game winning streak. And I always think, I say, anybody in this club can get four-game winning streak. And we face a pretty good ball club. Then, I don't know, for some reason, make sure I don't let my guys sleeping. I just, like, I was running around the clubhouse, screaming to everyone. And as soon as the game start, screaming to and let everybody know it's going on. It's, it's today. Keep the intensity. Don't wait for tomorrow. Yeah, Just yeah. everybody had to be in the top of the clubhouse, in the top of the dugout. And they did it, man. They yeah. did it. They, they, they wasn't a, even lose a win. The intensity was there to win the four game. We now yes. go to the fifth, fifth game. I'm looking at the log of the game, and you were right with Freddie. Game four. Bob of the first, single to left to get things started. 
bottom of the uh, second, double to right <laughs> to lead off the inning. Then in the, uh, I mean, like all these innings, in the, uh, what's his fourth inning, leadoff walk. I tell you, got, there were guys prepping. on base all the time. Here we go. Uh, bottom of the fifth, leadoff single. It's every time, I remember every, every time we're on there, it's like, oh, my God. Every inning is almost we have people on base. Bottom of the sixth, bunt ground out, then a single and a walk, and then strikeout, intentional walk, strikeout yeah. by Freddie oh, in the intentional sixth. Walk. You see, I, I was smart. But the funny thing about it, <laughs> nowadays, that not happen because the manager will take the guy out in the third, fourth inning because he walked in the first guy and give up a couple of back-to-back -back hits. It was uh, – it's, I enjoy it. I, don't re I wish I remember more about it and, and taking more advantage of winning the World Series. It was I, so to, quick. To, to, to me, it was like, okay, we win. We get paid to win. Yeah. And nowadays, I'm not there. and I'm not, I know people appreciate it, but the, the, the people should put in shade what we did. They don't. They say it. Oh, thank you. What's up? But deep inside, you don't see the 2005 players around that much. Mm. And you see me around because I'm working – for the White Sox, I work in NBC. Well, they're all, they're all living off of it in a way. Like, it follows them around wherever they go. Yeah, but in the meanwhile, it's just like, you know what I mean? That, nobody can take that away from you. No. I think I just saw Willie Harris working with the, with the Cubs, and I think Willie Harris is going to be a manager in, in the big league pretty soon. I think he's preparing himself for that. I think he will be. And, and, but, you know, it's like, good. I, when I leave in Le Mans, and Homer Glenn, people know who I am because they are White Sox fans. You're everywhere. the legend. But uh, in the meanwhile, I think I wish I wish I wish most of the guy. I just saw PK back in the ballpark yeah. a couple of days ago against the Cubs. We see AJ Percy, but we don't see that union, you know, reunion, be around more often for the yeah, 2000 White Sox because be. the 2005 people think, oh, we we'll be we we'll be champion next week, we we'll be champion next month. People they don't know how hard it is to get what they get. Yes, and I'm going back to that Freddie start. So he went seven innings. Do you remember telling him, because he wanted to, he said, oh, one run, that's all I need. Well, he had to obviously give it up to the bullpen. He had thrown 107 pitches. Do you remember a conversation you had with him to tell him you're taking him out of the game after seven innings in no, game four? No, I never. When I take you out, you take you out and shut up and go pull his eyes. Right, but you, did you think about keeping him in? No. Okay. No, because I know... He was swimming against the current <laughs> all game was. long. He was he, he was, was driving he was driving in the wrong way in the traffic all the time. It's like oh he's gonna get he's gonna get killed. Somebody gonna run through his head. He's gonna get crashed. And and when you're swimming against the current, sooner or later you're gonna get tired and you're gonna drown. And but my bullpen, I, I think the reason we we did what we did is just our bullpen was ready to know who's gonna be speech in that particular inning. They knew their job. They know what's going on, when they go to pitch, how they go to pitch. The situation was because I used almost all year long the same spots. Yeah. And, uh, and that, that was great. You know, I mean, I got Marte and I got uh, Neil Cutts. Say, okay, early in the game, we're Neil Cutts. Late in the game, Marte. Marte start pitching okay, then I switch. Just to give Marte more, uh, relax a little bit more, no more intensity. And Neil Cutts handling very well being a kid. And, you know, I mean, those guys – to me, the biggest thing about I was about my biggest move was the bullpen. Yeah. Because we win a lot of games out of that, and we hold a lot of games because of the bullpen. Yeah. And you make one mistake going to the bullpen, you know, all the 2005 dream was over with. It's funny because Burley is remembered for his save in Game Three. He was drinking some beer, 
and you called him out in the 14th inning or for the 14th inning and all he did was throw three pitches and got Adam Everett to pop out. He made one out and it's legendary because he had been drinking and had some beers or whatever. Freddy Garcia was drinking wine before game four gets the win. He threw seven innings. Yeah, but I, I don't blame either one. We go I'm Freddy. not blaming any of them. No, no, I say I like, hey, Freddie do that all his career. <laughs> yeah. so I know what it is. Hey, don't do it. World Series. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the only thing I care what you do on the field. Yeah. That's it. I don't worry about it. Why you, uh, you know, make sure you, you, you get drunk. You know what I mean? You, off the field, I worry about drinking and driving, uh, beating your wife, yeah. you know, uh, abusing your family. That's uh, one thing is I really was in the top of that every day. Hey, hey, hey. But in Burley, you know, you're supposed to be drinking because you know what a pitch. But what it did, I don't told him to get ready. He did it himself. No, we don't have any more pitcher left, and we got an extra inning. And that day, have a bullpen day the next day. Mm-hmm. And he come out, put his shoes on, and say, hey, I'm ready to pitch. He's walking to the bullpen. I think he's taking a car behind the scene or whatever. I don't know how yeah, he did Yeah, no one it. saw it. I don't no, think. and the other song is in the bullpen, ready to go. I say, um, Cooper told me, it's barely available. I say, ah, oh, I don't want to hear that, please. I don't, I, what inning do you think he told you this? I think yeah. it was in the ninth, ten. The ninth or ten? The ten, he said, I'm. I'm on my way out. Yeah. He told me, I said, Burley's available just in case you need it. And I told Coop, I said, don't, don't even think about it. Please. And we got to win this game before that happened. Boop. That happening. <laughs> I, had to, I had to bring Burley. I thank God. Thank God he just not throw that many pitch. And we come back and win the game. Yeah, you had, Damaso Marte had thrown 39 pitches. Yes. You, you just needed one out. And so were you thinking with Burley, I just need one out from him. And, and, and I know he can do it. I know it's not going to be a strikeout. I said, I need one out. He got a great sinker, good cut, a great changeup, and he got the guts oh, to yeah, do he it. Got he got the guts to do it because pitch the way he did all his career with that shitty half and win that many games, you have to have guts. And I know I, I, it was the right guy and the right moment for that particular out. Yeah, for Burley and for Garcia. I, I'm just glad we talked about Freddie because I, I do feel like he needs his, uh, his due, you know? It was now, I'm great, not saying man. people didn't respect him and like him and appreciate him, but I think he needs to – that needs to what, – what Freddie brought to that 05 team, especially in the playoffs, that needs to go up a notch that, with, but, with Canerco, Uribe, and all the heroes. By the that way, season. before that, before Canerco and Uribe and the yeah. heroes in, 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 the, in the World Series, let everybody know, barely it wasn't the big boy. Contreras wasn't the big boy. Garland wasn't the big boy. Freddie Garcia was the glue, mm. was the glue – in the starting rotation, and maybe the glue in the, in, in the clubhouse. You know what I mean? It, it's just it's like it made people respect the game, made people like let people know what I like, what I not like. Yeah. We should do this, we should do that. And I tell a lot of people don't mention him. A lot of people say, okay, PK is the captain of the team. This guy I barely know. I think Freddie Garcia had a lot of things to do with that. Not with the rotation, also with the pitching, pitching staff, completely pitching staff. And it, that's, that's the reason they're calling, you know what I mean, Big game, Freddie. Big game, Freddie. Big game, Freddie. And you see him, Freddie pitch. Whew, you're sweating. You worry. You care, but he get he got it. He get it done. And big game, Freddie won the biggest game for the White Sox in a hundred something years. Yes, indeed. Thank God, Ozzy. Thanks, I appreciate it. Hey, Giants. So many things about it. That let me throw you one thing real quick. We win the World Series, and I just celebrating. Yeah. I, I I I I regret that. Don't celebrate the way I did it. It's like, to me, it was like, I don't know I was numb or I don't know I was, like, shocked. I don't know what shocked because I had good 
I know had great players, but I had a great team. Yeah. And I, I walk into my, with my wife. Then they, they don't let me celebrate with the ball club because I was doing yeah. media, uh, TV thing. I don't want to have my wife. We're sitting down. I even have a one sip of champagne, and my wife said, "One put a champagne on me," because everybody was ready to leave. Walk to the to the to the bars. They have a little party in the hotel, and the first thing, Kenny Williams was sitting next to, in another seat right beside me, and my wife was in the window. Kenny, go congratulations! Very happy, very excited. What's up for 2006? Come on. That's what I say. Like, what? Are you, are you, what kind of shit are you smoking or drinking? I'm like, what? I said, let me, like, it did. But you know, it's how to be prepared. Yeah. And wow. I like, but that's how White Sauce worked then. Between me and Kenny, people think we, you know, it worked the right way, the way the organization went, yeah, we already win this one. We celebrate stuff. Well, we think about 2006, say, let me celebrate first, then we talk about it. Not even the next day, that night. That night, next to me, my wife was my witness. Sitting next to me and say, okay, he was so happy, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how many times that I, happened in Maybe it was just in the back of his mind. He was celebrating 05, but with a brain cell or two that was already thinking of 06. I'm surprised he brought it up to you like that. But and Well, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know me, but uh, I, you know what? I figured out when we went, I, went, I celebrated with people in the, and I think it's a ballroom in, in Houston. We got a packing next day, going to Chicago. I start notice when like, oh my God, we really win this shit. Landing in Chicago, we landing, and I'm scared to fly. Hate it, hate to fly. Then the captain, I wish I can remember, the captain in the, in the plane is, is, is had the same captain most of the time. He called me Capitan, Capitan. Yeah. That's why I named my, my grandson Grandf Capitan. That's why, I didn't know that. Then call me Capitan. Go and see this. I'm like, nah, 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 you know. Then come over, come over. So he has you come in the cockpit. In the cockpit. I'm like, no way. And he turned around. I say, okay, just land this shit, will you please? <laughs> you go around Midway Airport, and I can see the Central Avenue uh, Street or whatever calling, pack of fans. Waiting for you guys. Waiting for us. Like, that's why I realized, man, we just win this shit. Yeah. That's, that's like, oh, I went back to my seat with my wife. Come out, and and as soon we come out and see all the fire department, all the stuff. That's a start. I realized like, damn, we are world champs. Before that, I did it. I like, okay, I, I get paid to win world series. Then well, you were also in Houston, so you, there were some Sox fans there. But it, it was a lot. But it's it would have like, been different if you yeah, won in Chicago. Well, I remember the security people said, "Don't come." I said, "Limo waiting for me," because somebody drive my car to, to the airport. To the, no, uh, oh, no. Oh. I left my car there. I said, don't even drive your car. We'll drop a limo for you just okay. in case you know how to drive to these people. I had a limo, and they say, one thing we want you, don't come out. Don't come out of the limousine. Please stay. I have police escort. Being an idiot, being Aussie, I could have went through this fence without saying thank you. Mm -hmm. I come up at a limo. That's a security hazard. And my my kids start screaming, and my wife go, "What you doing?" I said, "No, I went out and like for a block, check people's hands, get back in the limo. People are not checking their hands. They were upset. They was upset. But the security, the security people say, "No, no, no, let's get in there, let's get in." Then I got home, I got some stuff in my house, and the door in my house. My friends, congratulations! They have all those newspapers. Yeah, yeah. And I sit there, 
And I remember telling my wife, I need a vodka. It's like, why, 9 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> and my wife go, really? I said, well, you never know what's the next time. I start drinking vodka. Then we see it like a normal family. Yeah. That was the best thing. Just nobody involved me. We see it in a normal family. And, and obviously calling from Venezuela, everybody calling my wife, calling myself. Even the president, President Hugo Chavez called. I don't want to ask the phone because all the stupid thing, you know, politics stuff in my country. They finally said, you know what? Hey, man, that's on first Venezuela, maybe the last. Hey, I got to do it. And I talked to him for like about an hour, lying to me like out of his ass. <laughs> and uh, then, but uh, the, the best thing about all this is just we could have, we, we really enjoyed the way we was, family. I do a barbecue, my kids are around there. And uh, it looked like a, my house, like a, everybody's on the phone, every two minutes besides me. And I say, I don't want to, I would put the phone and they was calling me to what we got to do the next day. But I think we, we celebrate, the way I will celebrate, was celebrated, so I, uh, it was in my house. Yeah. When it was the Guillen, that's it. That's awesome. This was great going down memory lane as a Guillen. Appreciate it. That's a wrap for this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast, brought to you by Wintrust, your home for White Sox. Check in with free ATMs nationwide. Go to their special White Sox webpage, www.wintrust.com slash Sox. An ode to Freddie Garcia, what he meant to the White Sox. And those are great stories, Ozzy. It was true. I, think, I, I, I don't know how I remember that. <laughs> I got clicked. it out of you. It's click. It's click. You know what my kids saying? Why you shit recording all this stuff? Like you drinking, recording, recording, and just leaving there. When you when you so want to do something, you just when I say when I did that in morning, I say, hey, this is what one of my grandpa did. Okay. <laughs> That's why my grandpa left us here. All right. Hawk Harrelson, take it away. Thanks, our Chuck. And this edition of the White Sox Talk Podcast is over. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.